You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody, it's your girl Corral, and you're here on The Royal Access once again. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here with us. We are still in the series, The Root, and I've been enjoying this series. I don't know about you, but today we are going to focus on the power of saying no. The power of saying no, not saying yes, saying no. I remember reading Shonda Rhimes' book, Year of Yes, and I was like, I need a year of no, because I say yes too much. So, if you know you're somebody who needs to learn how to say the word no, uh, why it's important to say the the word no, any of that, then this episode is definitely, definitely for you. But before we dive into our episode, I want to tell you about some opportunities that I think you will really, really enjoy. And the great thing about it is you can be anywhere in the world, wherever you're listening to this, and you can be a part of it. So this week, the entire week, Monday through Friday, we are going on Zoom and we're doing Breakfast with Queens. And it's free. It's a free devotional that we'll be doing every morning at 8 o'clock. And I'm so excited. There's so many women that have registered already. Everybody's talking about how the lineup is fire. So I'm going to put the registration link below. Also, follow me on social media, whether that's Corel Pinder on Facebook or Instagram. Follow the Royal Access. Get in the Royal Access community because we have Anastasia Palacios. We have Erlene Cartwright. We have Carol, who's a part of the Royal Access community. Thank you so much for coming on. We have Catherine. We have Zemi Store. So we're, we're excited for the lineup and you can go on our page and check it out and follow these ladies on social media so you can find out more about what they do in case you're not aware of them. Like I said, it happens every morning starting to starting on Monday and that would be November 2nd. I don't want to mess my dates up. But you definitely, definitely want to check out Breakfast with Queens. It's a free event. And also, we mentioned it last week, that these episodes are brought to you by May I Call You Queen, a virtual experience. So if you live in the capital of the Bahamas, Nassau, there's opportunities for you guys to indulge in more than just a virtual experience to get some good bags and get hard copies of the book. But if you do not live in Nassau, you can still be a part of the experience most definitely. And that happens on November 20th. You want to be there for May I Call You Queen. It's going to be amazing. The message that God is going to allow us to release. We also have another group of amazing women who will be sharing their stories during that time. And those women read the book. And so they are going to share their stories and talk about how their stories related to the content that we have in the book. But so many great, amazing stuff coming up and I want you to be a part of it all. So I will leave the links in the bio for May I Call You Queen, a virtual experience for November 20th. And also, of course, for Breakfast with Queens. I hope that you watch this when this, listen to this when this comes out because Monday is right there. So that's two days away. So I want you to be able to catch it. But even if you don't, please join the Royal Access community on Facebook because I'm sure no matter when you're listening to this, whether that's, is today 
in the middle of this week or maybe two or three years from now. <laughs> That's what we're hoping that the podcast is going to last that long. There's going to be some way you can find Breakfast with Queens because we're going to record it all week. So there's going to be some way that you can find the message that is going to be released this week. So we definitely want you to check it out and to be a part of that. We're, we're providing all of this content because we really, really believe in helping believers to know more about who God is and gain access into the life that God has called them into. And so we definitely want to get into that. So let's get into the episode, the root, the power of saying no and why it's so important. So especially in my career, and I may have talked about it before on an episode that there was a lot of times when I was doing a lot of things. And we definitely in the last two episodes on what is my spiritual brand and learning you talked a lot about how to really understand what God is calling me to do and where I should be. And also understanding who God created me to be and not trying to be anyone else, but, you know, learning to be the person God called me to be. So if you didn't listen to the episode, what is my spiritual brand and the power to master learning me, you definitely want to check those two episodes out. But today we want to talk about the power of saying no and why it's so important. So when you think about it, building a house, you know, we're talking about the root, the foundation. And if you are trying to build something up, and like I told you, I was about to go into a series called Level Up and God was like, no, wait, do the root first. And so I want you to kind of visualize leveling up. And so in order to build on things and to go higher, you're root your foundation really needs to be strong or else it's going to collapse it's not going to to function well and some things are going to go wrong and so this week the way that my room is set up there's a balcony attached to my room and so in order to go onto the balcony you have to come through my room and so all week for the last two weeks my parents are in my room early in the morning going to the balcony and I'm like what are you doing and I was watching my dad the other morning and he was lifting things up off of the balcony like the the floor of the balcony was being uprooted and getting back to the bare bones of and I'm like what what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing on this balcony every morning. Like I want to figure it out. And so what they were telling me was the foundation that was laid there wasn't laid properly. It wasn't built to a certain, in a certain way in order for us not to have leaks in the garage. So the way that they built up the floor on the balcony that's on the outside of my room, it wasn't built properly. And so there are leaks that are coming from the roof and we want to stop the leaks because the leaks are coming and, you know, it's messing up everything in the garage. And so you can understand it's just, it's not doing well. So they have to uproot everything that's on that floor because at one point they had tiles there. At one point they tried to paint it and then they tried to put roofing cement on there, which is like tar. And so there's several things over the years that they have put on there and none of the things that were there were laid right. So now they're uprooting everything that was laid down so that they can lay down concrete the right way, make sure it's slanted in the right way. So when it's rain, when it rains, it runs off and we don't have leaking and we have a strong, sturdy foundation. And so that is how we are. We are piling things on like tiles and tar. And that may be saying yes to being a part of this organization, saying yes to agreeing to do this job, saying yes to take on this role, saying yes to 
being surrounded by friends or people who are engaging in activities that are not uniquely to what God has called you to do. And it may be of interest to you. And that's why I wanted to talk about the power of saying no, because last week we talked about learning who you are and before your spiritual brand. And in your spiritual brand, we talked about how Rick Warren says that a human being can have up to 500 to 700 skills. That's a lot of skills. We talked about how you can have more than one spiritual gift. So now that I know I have more than one spiritual gift and I kind of have an idea of what that spiritual gift may be or more than one of those things, I understand me and who God created me to be and the things that I like and the things that are deep rooted in me. I still can't do everything. There's still a lot of things that I may like to do and want to do, but I can't do it. And so what I want us to think about is how do we start piling our life with concrete instead of all of those other things that work? They worked for a season and they worked for a while. The tiles worked for a while and it was pretty and the paint worked and the, you know, the, the tar, the, the roof and cement that, that worked for a while too, but it didn't have a long lasting effect. And so that's what we want to talk about now. How do I get concrete in my life? I have a lot of skills, a lot of interests, a lot of spiritual gifts, but how do I narrow it down so I know what to say no to and what to say yes to? Because that's super important. It's super important to know how to do that. And the scripture verse that we're going to focus on is not a long passage. It's just a verse that I wanted to talk to you about was 1 Corinthians 10, 23 to 24. And it says, you say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. Don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 23 to 24. And that's Paul talking to the church in Corinth. And he was telling them before this verse about the Israelites, the Israelites who are their ancestors, who a lot of them died in the wilderness. And the reason they died in the wilderness is because they didn't trust God. They grumbled a lot and they also worshiped other idols. And so therefore, they weren't serving God the way that they needed to serve God wholeheartedly, giving God their entire yes. They were also saying yes to other things that they shouldn't have been saying yes to. And I knew that God wanted me to talk to you about this today because I'm in the middle of reading a book, a really good book. I was saying on my Instagram the other day, May I Call You Queen is a really good book because it talks about us not finding fulfillment in other things and learning to find fulfillment in Christ because Christ is the one who calls us queens. That is basically synopsis of the book. But I'm currently reading The Counterfeit Gods by Tim Keller. I'm going to also put the link in the show notes below about Tim Keller's The Counterfeit Gods. And that's like a deeper, that's going deeper into really understanding how we flirt with with idols and so many times when we think about idols we think oh you know like oh it's a statue or a stone or a you know or worshiping like how the Israelites did but one of the things that I want us to know when Paul was trying to warn the people about the things that the Israelites did and how the Israelites were engaging in things that weren't beneficial to them they they were worshiping God they were doing things that God wanted them to do but they were also you know, making sacrifices to these idols. Reason is not just because I want to copy what other people are doing, but other people that are in other cities are doing this because it's economic security. If I if I worship this idol, if I offer this sacrifice, so it's like, let me just do this little thing too. Let me knock on wood too. Let me do every other superstition just in case 
this just in case God doesn't have it all just in case God doesn't really come through for me let me also flirt with this particular idol let me also do this particular thing just in case so if you're thinking like okay well I don't know if I really flirt with idols I want to break it down for you so some of the idols that we and we're talking about them this week too um in breakfast with queens when we when we deal with the topics that we're gonna touch on because like i said may i call you queen is all about not seeking these things to fulfill us but allowing god to fulfill us so we'll talk a lot about it in the breakfast of queens this week so some of the things that are idols are money and so you may say you know money's not an idol but if you decide to take on a job or take on a position or take on an opportunity and when you're making the final decision and you're like, well, I don't know if I should do it. I don't know. I don't know if this is what God wants me to do. And one of the things that you say is, well, you know, it is paying me a lot more. I need you to be cautious of that. I need you to be cautious. I have a friend who was offered a job and it was a little bit more money, but when she looked at the wider scheme of everything, it just really wasn't that much more beneficial, but it was still a little bit more money. COVID came and it turns out the current job she was on was a better job to stay on instead of going to another job, even though it was going to be a little bit more money. But that's why our faith and trust has to be on God. And we know that more after COVID-19 because nobody could have predicted that this is what this year was going to be like. And so therefore, you know, you can't rest on money and you can't rest on, like I said, sometimes we think of idols of, you know, stones and statues or psychics and stuff like that. And I saw this meme, I think it was Saturday Night Live, and they were saying, you know, where were the psychics in 2019? None of them saw this. None of them was able to predict that this was how it was going to be. And it was doing a little spoof about it. And it's because we can only really trust on God. She could have looked at that other job and say, okay, yeah, this is a little more money. But God knew, like, that job's not even going to be here in one or two months. So say no. So that's why our trust got, has to be on God and not on money. Fame is another thing that people make as an idol. And one of the things I want to talk about when I talk about fame right now really quick was sometimes we think fame of, oh, you want to be famous like Beyonce or Rihanna or, you know, some celebrity. But fame is simply being known. Like, I looked up the definition because I said, you know, a lot of times we're people who listening to the podcast. We're not necessarily, I want to be famous where I can't walk in the food store, where I can't move without someone seeing me, where I can't move without taking a picture. A lot of people would say, you know, I'd rather be rich than be famous because I don't control my life. I'm always in the magazines or the tabloids, people talking about me. I don't really want to be famous. A lot of people don't really want to be famous because that lack of privacy. But the definition of is the state of being known or talked about by many people, especially on our account for notable achievements. Many people is relative. If you stay on a job, if you take a certain position, a leadership role, if you want to live in a certain neighborhood, if you, if there are certain things that we do for status, and that's also fame. That's also serving the idol of fame. I would only date this person of a certain status. If you don't have a degree, then we can't date. If you don't have these certain accomplishments, then I can't use you in this particular thing. I can't be associated with you for this particular thing because you don't have the particular status. So again, everybody doesn't want to be Beyonce famous, but there are a lot of people who struggle and there are a lot of us. I don't even just say people, you know, we're in this together. I'm definitely not perfect and I've definitely struggled with the the fame status of you know, wanting to be known or wanting to, you know, be looked at as someone who's like, you know, she's really good in that or there, you know, but that you're flirting with an idol when you do that. You're flirting. And so sometimes we're saying yes to things because, oh, someone else is asking me to speak. But really, but really, do you need to? 
So we have to look at, or someone is asking me to buy this house and you're thinking like, oh, this house looks really good or it's really going to make us look good. But are you trusting God for, is this the plan that you have for me or does it just look good? So when, when we think about flirting with the idol of fame, let's not think about celebrity status, but let's think about, am I doing this to be known or talked about by people? Do I want to be seen as people of someone of a certain status because I did this particular thing? Lust. Lust also can be a strong sexual desire, but it also can be a very strong desire for something in general and you're willing to do anything to get it. You know, power. Do I want a certain position? Do I want success? You know, certain times we say, you know, God wants us to be blessed. God wants us. Yeah, God wants his children to be blessed. God wants his children to, you know, live abundant life. He came so that we could have an abundant life. That is true. But are we flirting with success in a way where we're doing things because I want to go after this area of success? Or am I just being obedient to what God has told me to do? And so we have to really search our hearts and search our motives to see, am I flirting with these idols? And that's causing me not to say no. Because what happens, some of the downfalls of of not saying no, and there are three of them that I want to point out to you. When you're, you're seeking fulfillment in these other things, instead of seeking fulfillment in God, what happens is at the time, You know, I'm not saying no. Yeah, like, yes, I would like to take on that position. Yes, I would like to speak to that place. Yes, I would like to buy that house. Yes, I would like to date this person. Yes, I would like to engage in this activity or hang out with these particular people. Or, you know, it goes back to the verse that we're focusing on today. You say I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial to you. There are some things that we want to do, but it's not beneficial and it's not a bad thing. Taking on another speaking engagement, not a bad thing. Deciding to start a business, not a bad thing. But if it's not what God told you to do, if there needs to be a no in that moment, then it is. Then it's not going to be beneficial to you. So some signs that I may be taking on too many projects, too many things that God is not telling me to do. One of the first things are you are overwhelmed, overworked, and straight up tired. You tired and you unfulfilled. You tired. The thing is the enemy has you distracted. That's like... You're putting on the tiles. That's pretty. You're putting on, you know, the roofing cement. You know, it's it's holding. You're putting on the paint. Okay, it, it glossed it over. And so you're doing all these other things that are making you tired, overwhelmed. And I was at a point earlier this year where I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't taking vitamins. I wasn't eating proper meals. And there's still a long way I have to go. I wouldn't say like, you know, I got my meal, my meal day, my prep prep day sorted out and you know I have my vitamins and I have my vitamins in there but I still don't take it all the time but at least I'm at the point where I I bought the vitamins they're now in a casing and so I need to just get into the habit of doing it consistently but I wasn't doing those things consistently because I was overwhelmed and tired and taking on too much and sometimes the thing that God is telling you to focus on can be scary but you are sacrificing who you are and your entire being and everything God has called you to do. And that that is making you tired. And, and you can't do anything fully if I'm not really well within myself. If I don't really have the energy, I can't do anything well. And so my mom, someone came to my mom asking her if she would take on this certain position. And I was like, no, tell them no. She was like, you know, I like to evaluate and pray. I'm like, that's an easy no. Like you have too much on your plate. Are you the most overworked, retired person I ever met. Like, no, this I wouldn't even like, there's no time to think about this. Like, you cannot do that. 
You do not have time to breathe. You do not have time to do that job or responsibility because you're too tired. You're too overwhelmed. And so if you are sitting there like, yeah, boy, I'm overwhelmed. I've, you know, I'm involved in my church ministry and I have children and, you know, I have my husband and I have this to do and that to do and, you know, different things and people are calling me to do these certain things. Mm Mm-mm. Mm -mm. that is a sign that you need to learn how to say no more. I said, mom, say no, there's no need. And eventually she did say no. And she was like, you know, you know, I just have to really pray. And I'm not saying don't pray about these things. I'm saying that if you're overworked, overwhelmed, and you tired, you need to learn to say no. Okay. Number two, you are missing out on the possibility of a God ordained. Yes. You are missing out on the possibility of a God ordained. Yes. If you spend so many time, so, so, so much time saying yes to things that are not aligned with your purpose, not aligned with what God has called you to do in this season, not aligned with who you are. And it even may be of interest because like I said, we could have up to 500 to 700 interests, but there are things specifically that God is calling you to do. And we're going to talk about that in a second of how do I know? How do I know? But saying, saying yes to something that isn't God ordained you are missing out on a greater yes. You are missing out on a greater yes. And so I want to really, really encourage you to learn to say no so that you do not pass that up. So I went to university in Canada and I was getting ready to go to Canada to speak to their entrepreneurial class at my old university. And I had gotten really acquainted with the people in alumni affairs and there was a job opening and they asked me if I wanted to take the job. At the time, I felt like, you know, my business wasn't doing that well. You know, I still wasn't married. I didn't have any children. I'm like, you know, the old people in the Bahamas say, you know, change the water, change the luck. Like maybe if you move, maybe if you move, like, you know, I moved and then I found my husband and then we got married. And so maybe you just need to change the pace because this business isn't doing that well. Maybe you just need to move, but I could not, I could not feel a peace about, you know, applying for the job. And I was going to be in Canada the exact time they were interviewing for it. So I didn't even need to do a Skype interview. I could do an interview in person, but there was just like, no, no. And the great thing about it is that that same year, my brother, and it's not great that my brother got sick, but I was home. And so with me being home and my sister had some medical things that she was going through. So my mom was not here when my brother got sick. And so there, it became sort of like a 24 hour job of making sure he was going to, to treatments, making sure that everything that was being done for him. And that was an intricate part of his life, which was so good because he did pass away. And I had that, that time with him. I had that time of really being there for him, really doing all that we could do. And I was able to say yes to that. Had I been living in Canada and working, I probably wouldn't have had that time. And I would have known that there wasn't a piece to take that job. I would have known that. And so therefore I was able to say yes to being there for him because of the fact that, you know, I said no to something else that didn't feel right. So there are other opportunities in your life, other things that you could be taking advantage of. But if you're not saying no, then you can't do it. Same thing with my screenwriting course. When I left my job, there were a lot of people saying, okay, let me let you know about this job. Let me give you this job. And I kept saying, no, no, I don't feel like I should be going on a job right now. That's how I was able to write my first book. I wouldn't have had time to write a first book. I remember the first interview I went on when they told us that to no longer come back to work until further notice. The first job, 
interview I went on, I just kept feeling like you are going to be overworked, overwhelmed, and tired. This sounds like a lot. Run, run. That's that's a thing in my head when I was singing that interview. Like it was like two days after we got the letter of don't return until further notice. And this guy I had met at his work, he was like, oh, you should come to an interview. I got you an interview with my boss. And I was like, okay, this is a lot. This is quick. I'm still even processing the email of not to come back until further notice. And now you want me, okay, this is a lot. So I go to the meeting and they're like, okay, you would have to do this and be responsible for this. And I'm just like, all I'm hearing is like, yeah, no, this is too much. This is too much. Just, you're going to be overwhelmed. And in that season, God wanted me to rest. God, God wanted me to go to Starbucks every day and to write. And I had that testimony of saying that I was paid for six months. God paid me to write that book. That testimony wouldn't have been there. The book probably wouldn't have been there. But I had to learn to say no to that particular thing so I could say a yes to a bigger yes of saying yes to writing the book. Same thing. After they stopped paying us, God made a way for me to fill in for somebody at a job who was on maternity leave. After a while, they were like, you're doing so good here. You don't have a, you know, another job lined up. You should probably stay. We could, you know, they were giving me files for way later in the year. And I'm like, I'm only here until March. Why are you giving me files to work on that goes until September of 2016? Like, that doesn't make sense. They were like, you know, because you can stay on. I'm like, no, I'm going to L.A. I am going to L.A. And the connections I made during that time in L.A., the testimonies I was able to receive, the the script writing that I was able to learn how to do during that season. And so that was a bigger yes that I could say yes to. And so you are missing out on a God-ordained yes if you do not really, really seek God for what he wants you to say yes and no to. So there were things that I needed to say no to. Because there was a bigger yes down the road. And sometimes you can see the bigger yes. I couldn't see that I would have a book in six months. I couldn't see that they would could keep paying me for six months. And the key thing to know about that is if someone took a job, they weren't going to get paid anymore. And what the persons were asking me was way less. They were offering me way less than I was getting. But if you're desperate and you're thinking, well, maybe they won't pay us anymore instead of trusting God. If I'm seeking, you know, if my idol is money, if my idol is status, like, oh my gosh, she hasn't been working for six months. If my idol is any of those things and not trust God, like I couldn't dream that they would keep paying us for six months. I couldn't dream when God said to go to Starbucks every day and write that I would be able to finish the book. But it was about obedience. I was being obedient because my foundation was on Christ. So it can't be on these false idols because those false idols won't hold you. If COVID-19 told us anything, anything that's a part of this world won't hold up. Like having that foundation and that knowing from Christ. And the third way that you need to know or that will let you know that you need to say no is that you are taking the opportunity away from someone who can serve them better. Another reason you need to say no is because sometimes we're taking opportunities away from someone who can serve them better. So one of the things that I decided to do after the end of 2019 is I was no longer teaching swimming. Y'all, I was running a whole entrepreneurial business and still trying to teach swimming because I'm afraid. Again, money, money, success, status. Oh, you have to run from you know, one thing to the next because your company's not making the kind of money you need to. So you better don't stop teaching swimming. And I was like, you know what? Even if we don't make no money, I got to teach. I got to stop. I got I to gotta stop. You know, this is just not good for my health, running from one thing to the next. Like I told y'all, one of the first signs is you're overworked, overwhelmed. You, you just have to move some stuff because you're not taking care of you. 
Taking care of you is important. The fact that you're not getting sleep, you don't know the last time you got a pedicure, you know, you're not being able to work out, you're not eating right, you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going through that process of making sure that I'm good, I'm good with me. So you have a lot of interest and you have a lot of skills, so a lot of times people are going to call on you, but you have to learn how to say no because you're going to take that opportunity from someone else who can serve them better. So I do a lot of public speaking and you often are excited about that opportunity. And recently someone called me and they said, we want you to speak on how to dress professionally. And I was like, no, not that I don't think that I don't dress professionally, but I am not the best. I am not, not that when they do call me to speak on something else that I am the best, but it is something that I'm invested in and I've studied and I've, you know, I said, let me recommend some names for you because, and now I do that a lot. I do that a lot. I'm always recommending somebody. Somebody else the other day asked me to judge a competition. I said, nope, not available. But this person will probably be greatly aligned for what you need. And I described the characteristics of the person. And they were like, great. Can you put me in contact with her? Sure. Sure. And it's not always easy because sometimes things fall into things that you love or are a great skill for you. Like I said, dress for success is never a title that I ever want to do. So I, I don't say yes. But there are times where you could refer people. I mentioned that I taught swimming and I said at the end of 2019, I'm not teaching swimming anymore. Well, I found out somebody who teaches swimming and I recommend her name of the Wazoo. I didn't even know her. After a while, I was like, I feel like I should call you because I say your name so much and I give your number away so much. So much to the point that she is now full. She was like, I have to stop taking bookings because, because again, she set boundaries to know that I need to learn how to say no else. I'm going to be overworked, tired, overwhelmed. And I, and she still has the skill. She still enjoys doing it. But she even had to say no to how much was coming in at the time because she cannot manage it. And so she learned to say no. So I was like, now I have to find a new contact. But I refer, and that takes away some of the guilt because sometimes we're saying no because, you know, I don't want to let the person down. But you could be taking the, uh, the opportunity away from somebody who can really do a great job. And so those are some things that, that allow us to know that I need to say no, I'm overworked and I'm overwhelmed. You know, I could be missing out on a greater yes. And I could be taking the opportunity for someone who can serve them better. It's really arrogant when we feel like, oh, I really, I really got to do this because nobody else. No, there's someone. There's someone who's great. You, you don't have to. You know, unless God gave you the peace and God said, this is what I want you to do right now, because there might be other things that God really wants you to do. I really want you to be available for that opportunity because you keep on taking taking on so many stuff. You can't do it. So I want to give you some some tips of how to to learn to say no practically. Like, OK, that's great, Corel. I know that I'm overwhelmed and I'm overworked and I'm tired. I know that. I know that I missed out on greater yeses in my life and felt bad that I couldn't say yes because I was involved in something else. I know that I have done that. And I also know that, you know, there are other people who could probably benefit, but I don't even offer their name because I'm so busy saying, yes, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, because we're trying to serve those idols. We're, be we're being like those Israelites. And so what do I practically do? So I gave a practical example already. Refer somebody, refer somebody. The top one that I want to give, and we talked a lot about it in What Is My Spiritual Brand and Learning You, is you need clarity. You need clarity. So, okay, great, Corel. How do I gain clarity practically? So in your devotion time, in your time with God, when you set aside that time, whether it's early in the morning or late in the night, that you're reading your Bible and praying and doing your worship. Journaling is something that I do. I've been doing it from 2013. And if you don't journal already, I will highly recommend it. 
in the mornings, I always say three things that I'm grateful for. Those are things that I write in my journal. But something else is just writing down the thoughts that God is revealing to you. Hearing the voice of God and knowing what God is saying, this is what I've called you to do. When you have that picture in your mind, and and that's what I always go back to. So I have a picture in my mind of what God has revealed to me, sort of like Joseph. God revealed to him that this thing was going to happen. And so that is your focal point. There's a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It says, begin with the end in mind. So God, for a lot of us, has given us a vision. And if he hasn't given you a vision of where I'm taking you, then really get clarity of seeking and searching God to say, what is the vision? What is the clear, big vision that you do have for me, Lord? So either ask God for that vision, ask him to reveal it, and be patient. Don't like, okay, he gave it to me. Be patient. If he has already given it to you, I need you to write that down. Write that down in your journal. Like, this is what I see. When I sit down and I pray about where God is calling, me not where I am calling me not because I want to be successful not because I want to be famous last night um this is just a digression for a second last night in youth meeting we did this exercise where we told everyone to say like what is your favorite song what is the song that's really doing it for you right now and I said royalty because ah royal access and you know we're doing breakfast of queens this week and royalty by Tasha Cobbs is a song that that's it for me right now and Voice of God is a song that somebody said was a song and cover me. And I think it's in cover me where he was saying, you know, you know, I don't necessarily want to be known for the Hall of Fame. I only want to be known to make you proud. That's what I want. I just want to make God proud. I just want to make God proud. And so make sure that big vision is a vision that you're doing because you want to make God proud, not because you're flirting with success, not because you're flirting with the idolatry of money, not because you're flirting with the idolatry of being famous or having status or being known. Make sure that this vision that's been placed in me is simply because I want to make God proud, simply because this is what God has told me to do and I just want to make him proud. And so we need to get clarity on what that is and once I've gained clarity and and understanding who you are as a person and who God, Christ created you to be is so good. That's why I said to go back and watch, listen to that episode and what's your spiritual brand. All of that will help you to gain clarity on what is the overall vision that God is leading me to. It also provides confirmation. Like, you know, long I see myself on a big stage singing, sweetie. That is not one of the skills I gave you, okay? Okay, so no. Rethink. Re- reset with that. Pray. Really allow God to direct you. Do not flirt with that idol. Of being known and fame and the status. But after that, it would give you clarity on what you can say no to. So for example, because the big vision that God has for my life, I see myself screenwriting. I see myself, you know, writing books that, that complement that. I see myself speaking on stages and teaching and, and allowing people to know more about Christ. And so when someone says, do you want to teach swimming? No. When someone says, do you want to speak on dress for success? No, not about stylish. There's nothing with styling in it. No, no, it's not aligned with what God has told me to do. You know, even even certain business things, I'm learning to start to curbing it because I want to get more aligned with the thing that God has told me to do. And so that comes with time of just really praying and seeking him. Um, there are certain leadership positions I have taken on in the last few years. And so I want you to think about it not so straight like, okay, it's not a play. Okay, it's not a movie. Okay, it's not a book. So I have to say no. So there's a leadership position that I took on in the last year of being the president of my sorority. I believe God allowed me to go into that season because he was trying to teach me leadership of a team, of how to organize a team, how to follow up, how to... So there are certain things that God is telling you yes to do because you're going to need it in another season. Because if I'm going to run a company 
company and run a corporation and I've never had a management job for a long time and I have been an entrepreneur after that. So I worked in the government for a long time and so I didn't have a management role there. Then I had a management role when I was at the hotel, but that was six months of working. And then I went into entrepreneurship. So how are you going to learn how to lead a team? And so that's why I believe for a season, God had me become the president of my sorority. And so therefore, that was something that I needed to say yes to. I was overworked. I was overwhelmed and tired. But I needed to say yes to it because I knew it was a skill that God was training me to do. Even with the podcast, that was committing every week and being consistent. And even though I have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning to prepare and to record That was something that God wanted me to do in this season because this is preparing me for what he's called me to do. So I'm not saying that it's not going to be hard or it's not going to be a lot of work, but it has to be aligned with the bigger vision of where God is taking me. So write that bigger vision down, write it in your journal and learn to only say yes to the things that are working towards that vision, praying about it. So number two is never answer someone right away. I made that mistake before the person thought I was about to give this three hour presentation for free it was it was this long thing and it's because I said yes right away on the phone and they gave and again it's those slippery idols they were like you know you spoke at this thing and you were so good and then you know that status and that fame and flirting with success or you know he boosted the ego and so he did all of that boosting and then went in for the ask and so I'm just like I think I can help you guys out you know you have he's already you know boosted my ego to a certain point I'm like yeah I think I can help you guys out Mm -mm. worst decision don't say yes right away don't say yes right away don't ignore the lack of peace I said that earlier of how I didn't have peace about applying for the job in Canada. There's going to be peace when God wants you to do something. And not only in, I don't want us to only think about this professionally. Think about it in organizations, like I said. Taking on that leadership in the organization was hard, but I do feel it was necessary. I do feel that learning leadership in the season was something that God wanted me to do. But also relationships. In relationships, I have not had a serious relationship since 2013 because I have not felt peace. I have not felt peace about moving forward with anyone that was interested. And so what I want you to know is even in friendships, you know, and that's not always to either be black or white either about, okay, I can't be friends with this person because they're not a Christian. But if you don't have peace about going to a certain place, you know, so all of my friends aren't Christians, but... There are certain places like we may hang out by a friend's house or something like that. And so I would go to that. But if you're going to a club or something that doesn't coincide with an environment that I want to be in, then it's a no. And so there are different times where I don't feel a peace. So it's the peace is not necessarily against the people, but sometimes the places that they are choosing to go. So always having peace and checking, do I have peace about this particular thing? And the last thing is a work example, but it, it allows me to personally have peace in my life and personally not be overworked or overwhelmed because there are only certain days that people can schedule a professional appointment with me. And that helps me out because I've now cleared my calendar to be at a point that whenever you choose a date, it's not going to be inconvenient to me. It's not going to make me feel like, oh, I don't have time to do that because I set particular times and then you choose where from where I've already set for you to lock into my schedule. And so there's less back and forth. There's less confusion. There's less me committing to a time that I'm not really good with because I've already set the time. And then you go and choose a time based on what I have set. So I put a calendar out. I send the calendar link out, which has been extremely helpful for me. 
And so those, I just want to go over them again. It could be a referral, sit down and get clarity, write it in your journal and only say yes to the things that are a part of that vision for God for your life. Don't answer right away. Never answer anything right away. Even if it seems perfectly aligned, you know, you say, you know, that sounds like a really great opportunity. Let me, you know, pray about it. You know, I say, let me pray about it and check my schedule and let me let you know. Sounds really good. Let me pray about it. Check my schedule and let you know, you know, because sometimes it is, it is very aligned and there's a yes that comes right in your spirit. Like, yes, I've been waiting to do something like this. Yes. Just pray about it. Let me check my calendar and I'll let you know. And that's number three. Number four, don't ignore a lack of peace in anything, not just a professional aspect and a personal aspect. You know, oh, I want you to start training with me to run. Like someone messaged me. Oh, I want you to join this thing that we're doing on the Nike app to run a hundred miles. Mm mm. Mm-mm, I'm going to be able to do it. I'm, gonna be, mm-mm. I'm more like a 50 mile a month girl. Like, the, I don't, I don't, I don't run a hundred miles, you know? And I don't, I, I, at this point in my life, I don't want to push myself. Like, I don't have time to be on the road that long. I just have too much going on. You know, I work out. I do my miles a day. I try not to have a day where I didn't do at least two miles. Yes, the goal is four to five. Um, But yeah, that, that's still not going to get me to a hundred. So I just, I can't commit. I just, I just, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do it. Mm-mm, no. No, pineapples. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to do it. No. So don't ignore the lack of peace. And the final one is, you know, find ways to control your calendar so that nobody else is controlling it. Like I say, I control it in the workspace by sending them a link. And that link has already been pre-organized by me. So I know that you can only choose between these time sections. But I, I do it in a way so that I'm I'm not losing time. And time is something that we can never get back. It's definitely something we can never get back. So thank you so much for tuning into the episode, The Root. We want to make sure that we are building concrete. We don't want to be dealing with all of these other things that we got to take up later because it's caused a mess. And that's what we're going to do in our life. We're going to cause a mess. We're going to stay stagnant. We're going to have to start over because we didn't build on proper foundation. We don't want to have to start over. We don't want to have to deal with leaks and deal with things coming out of our lives that are not fruitful and not fulfilling and not taking us to the place that God wants us to be. We want to be filled. We want to be purpose-driven. It doesn't mean that life isn't going to be easy. It doesn't mean that we don't have to work hard, but it does mean that we will be fulfilled and we'll be positioned in the place that God has called us to be. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget this week we have Breakfast with Queens. I'm dropping the registration link in the notes below. Don't forget to follow us, The Royal Access on Instagram. Don't forget to join the Royal Access community on Facebook and tell a friend. Share this message with a friend. Let them know. If you enjoyed it, leave us a rating or review. Tag us. We want to hear from you. We want to be a part of this community with you. So I'm hoping that I see you this week every morning on Zoom for Breakfast with Queens. And of course, we will be here next Saturday. Thank you so much. It's your girl, Corel. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.